I heard this on uh, Alex's show last week on Thursday, and I said, where'd that study come from? What is that all about? And it basically documents um, that we, whether we like it or not, and maybe some people do prefer it, they've realized being alone isn't so bad. Social isolation on the rise, civic engagement way down. That's the bottom line of, uh, that's the brass tacks of this study from the Toronto Social Capital Study in 2022 and really quick to give you some some bullet points of it they surveyed eh, about 4200 people aged 18 and older they did this online and on the telephone and they found 25 percent of adult torontonians are volunteering doing something anything and that's down from 40 percent four years ago um, people are donating less to charity. We know charities have, uh, and and that that shouldn't be something where you got to be out and you got to give a bunch of hours to. That's down seventy five percent from twenty eighteen to sixty three percent now. That's over three hundred thousand donors in Toronto that you know, for lack of a better term, have vanished. Uh, and then there's the connection to friends and family. Forty percent of people. Say they don't have anybody they can depend on to help them when they really need it. That's per the study, and that's up from 27% in the previous survey. Sheba, I, I, you know, nobody wants to to read too deeply into this and think, well, we're in we're in big, big trouble here. But a lot of these numbers aren't necessarily rectifying themselves, even if we consider we're doing more things than than we have in the last three years. We're more back to normal. Um, but but these numbers aren't turning back around very quickly. I think it's going to take a lot of time. And I do think this is a very serious problem. I saw these stats. I read this article. Uh, and it's worrisome to me because I mean, we were told to isolate for years. And so now breaking that habit, coming out into the world, and you're right. Yeah, sure, we are getting back to normal, but we're not there yet. And there are so many people who are who still have anxiety, who've, who've been through some pretty awful experiences in the last few years. And for them to come out and want to socialize again, want to see people want. And a lot of people don't even remember how to socialize. I mean, Greg, it took me a while personally. I mean, mm-hmm. when, you know, my, the first time I was actually out and about, I was like, how do I talk to people again in, in a different setting? Because it's been so long. It's been so many years. So for me, this is really, really worrisome. And the fact that volunteering is down. I mean, I know you volunteer. Um, I think it's fantastic to volunteer. I think it's really important. I also volunteer. I volunteer with my kids' school, uh, with the online groups. I volunteer with a, a group of women that I actually got together. I saw that mental health was waning during the pandemic. And so I started um, just sort of like an outdoor active group for any woman at all, anywhere, any woman. This is where we meet every weekend, uh, even weekdays, and just get out there, get away, get a break. Uh, you must we, have people so appreciative of that looking, thinking this is what got me back, you know, got got the car started again. My internal engine started again is finding finding you and finding your uh, your group. Well, that's, you know, people tell me that. And there were people that were coming. I mean, this is where I'm, I'm in the West End. So this was in the West mm-hmm. End. But I had people from Durham, from York Region messaging me saying, hey, can I join your group? Can I come? Can I drive all the way down? And I thought, no, just start your own group in your own neighborhood. I was so surprised at the fact that people were wanting to come from the others, drive an hour to come be part of this. But yeah, there are friendships that have come out of this. There, I feel like this is what kept my mental health intact. And I saw this coming and I thought, I need to socialize. I'm in a house with four kids and a husband that were always together. I need to get out of this house. I need some conversation with other women and you can't go to the local restaurant or the bar down the street because everything was closed so what are we Mm -hmm. going to do so i do feel like that saved me my family does volunteer as well i feel like it's so so important to it 
I mean, sure, it helps other people, but it also helps you as well. It fills you up. Do you think this year, uh, and this year probably, we're probably about a year, a month away from it. This year will be probably the first bigger New Year's Eve thing people have done in three years as well. Oh, yeah. So there's that. People might want to have a Super Bowl party. People might want, like, I'm, I, when I think of the first, and, uh, you know, you and I talked about some of our first stepping back into normalcy, whether it was the first concert I went to. I remember how euphoric I went crossing the border in a car. I did that in June, and I hadn't done that in, in close to 30, 33. I think the last time was September 2019 to June 22. And I, there's no way I would have gone more than six months without going to Buffalo or Detroit for something. So all of these things, We've stepped out and, and done those things. What what you document with the what? It's weird. The walking trails. When I used to walk when the gyms were closed, and you know me and walking, like I'll do it if I'm forced to. <laughs> um, but I almost don't want to take those long walks because I'm worried those will remind me. I'm not a terribly oh. triggered person. PTSD. Of, Come I think, on. I Greg. think there's a little bit of that with the idea of it being pandemic times and and walking over the Christmas holidays of like 2021. Or when when everything was shut down in April and May, I don't know what my lowest point was. I'll Men- take you out. Okay, I'll take you out on a new trail. I, yeah, we'll I need new it. trails. That's for 10 sure. Ten kilometer, a nice ten k trail. We'll do it. <laughs> but it it does. I've always thought about how I've thought about two things. One, how parents of uh, of only children coped, and I certainly thought about people uh. who how they lived with themselves, how they were just alone. And and there's been many times, many times in my twenties where. I was either living on my own or had a roommate that had a girlfriend and I didn't. And and you like just freezing time in March of 2020 and thinking about people that were going through that all by themselves. And yeah, you can, it's just not the same to call somebody on the phone or zoom with them. You need that. I knew that no matter what was going on during the pandemic, I came home and there were three people in my house and we could all, you know, have an argument or get tired of each other at times. And we had the ability to go do our own thing. But bottom line, there were four of us, and we were, we were we were truly together going through all this. And I, I think it's really impacted people who didn't have that. No, because this report also calculates that roughly 200,000 people in Toronto have no close friends to turn to for support. And that stat breaks my heart because we all yeah. know so, that one person who lives by themselves, who doesn't have anybody, who doesn't have regular visitors. And it's a very sad, I, I just, I don't like reading this. I wish there were, there were more supports for people who feel like they don't have anybody, even mental health supports uh, that are affordable. Uh, I think it's just so important. I, I, I hate knowing that this is out there. And I don't know too many people. I would say my parents are a little different because they're 78 and 76 and they really want to protect each other's health. And it doesn't. I don't want to tell them what to do and what to stop doing um, with their, how would I put it, mitigation strategy. But it's, I, I worry that this is their, their life now is what it was a year ago. And that's what it'll be even two, three years from now. I hope not. I hope so they not. have no plan. They have no plan of easing I, up. I, we, you know, I, I don't even mind talking about it, but I, I wouldn't even, I don't even know about, about Christmas. Will they come visit? Are we allowed mm-hmm. to come visit them? Do I, and by the way, you know, since sometimes we talk about masks and sometimes we don't, if, if my mom said, hey, put a mask on if you're coming over in the house at Christmas time, of course I will. But then there's, if you're going to eat and drink, there's no point to that previous <laughs> mitig- it makes mitigation her feel better. time. I know, no, I know. That's the point of it. It makes her feel better. And that's the most important part. Yeah. But I, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it for a lot of people besides my parents, is my point. <laughs> I, know, right? I know you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> your Mahjong uh, game, uh, your weekly Mahjong game, Mon- I, I yeah. might be crashing that in a, in a bad way. I'm going, in a mask I for two not. hours. I do it. 
it's socialization. It's mental health. It's being part of your community. So big deal. It's a piece of cloth that makes someone else feel better. Why not? Did you see the photo? I have to ask you this. Did you see the Alyssa Milano photo? She posted it herself over the weekend <laughs> and she's wearing a crocheted mask. Yes, I know. I, there's kind of holes. It's the S&M or I don't know. It's, <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. 